Hey, it's Nikki. If you're tuning into this podcast, chances are high that you experience at least occasional moments of overwhelm, resistance, lack of inspiration, and general WTF, can I even do this? Moments. Yes? Well, I made something for you. It's called the Naptime Empire Survival Guide, an email and audio series specifically curated to help you shift out of overwhelm, comparison, hiding in the bathroom, and back into inspired aligned action. We're talking unfiltered stories and insights from entrepreneurial moms who get this life, plus tried and tested tools to use when your brain is full, your energy's drained, and you could use some help getting your spark back. It's all delivered right to your inbox, organized neatly in emails that you can store up for a rainy day and come back to as often as you need to. As a fun bonus, you'll also get an invite to join my private Facebook community so you can get behind the scenes scoop on the Naptime Empires book and first dibs on my most recent offers as they come to life. Visit naptimeempires.com slash guide to secure your copy and I'll meet you in your inbox. All right, now back to the episode. You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Elledge Brown. Let's get started. Carrie Green is an award-winning entrepreneur, founder of the Female Entrepreneur Association, also known as FEA, which is an online platform created to support, champion, and inspire women all around the world. In 2013, she created the FEA Members Club, an international community of thousands of female entrepreneurs building businesses and going after their dreams. She's also the author of international best-selling book, She Means Business. Her TEDx talk has over 7.5 million views. I texted her as soon as I read that. I was like, what? I didn't even know that. It's amazing. She's been featured in the Daily Telegraph, Red Magazine, Stylist, Glamour Magazine, BBC Radio, and on BBC News, championing, championing entrepreneurship at every level. She's also a mom of two. At the time I'm recording this, she just had her baby girl last week and one of my dearest friends. And we originally connected in 2013. I was invited to share my story in her digital magazine, but our first real-time conversation was the next year. Then later that summer, after I watched the TED Talk, listened to a few other interviews, I put myself out there. I proposed actual friendship via email and the rest is history. We've collaborated on lots of fun projects and promos since then. Finally got to meet in real life in May 2017 in California, and now we're having our baby girls within a month or so of each other, which is so exciting. I remember it was back in January or February when we were FaceTiming, and I was like, I'm pregnant, and I will never forget when she said, me too. I love it. I got to be pregnant with a lot of my buddies for Deacon as well, and it's so fun. I cannot wait till they get to meet in real life, seeing visions of the Young Female Entrepreneur Association, and Big Brother's welcome too, of course. All right, so in this conversation, we talk about how, when, and why Carrie started the Members Club, bringing together women who wanted to turn their ideas and dreams into successful businesses, why she created a membership as opposed to a one-time course that now serves thousands of entrepreneurs around the world, the power of programming your mind with visualization, which is the topic of her TED Talk, lessons in scaling and team building, hard-earned lessons, I will say, what the smell of success really means, lessons learned from her first pregnancy and postpartum business successes and struggles, how she fought mom guilt and her plan for and focus for baby number two, now that she is here. Hope you enjoy.
I'm hitting record because otherwise we'll talk <laughs> for the no, whole sorry. hour. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. No, no, sorry needed. I'm really excited. This is actually happening on the record because I feel like it's been years in the making. I mean, obviously, ever since you got pregnant with Casey, I was like, oh, now I get to have Carrie on the podcast. But then I wasn't really recording them. And so I'm excited that this is happening now. And we're both pregnant. I just announced it officially yesterday. Yes, on I just, I saw that. Got a glimpse of it last night. I think I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I'm sure I saw a picture of something. Yes. I'll never forget in January when we were Zooming and I was like, I'm pregnant. And then you said, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're six weeks ahead. So at the time that we're recording this right now, which is the very end of May, 2020, that means you're what, like 28 weeks right now with number two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 29, I think. Oh, yeah, 29 yeah. yesterday. It's flying. Seriously, flying. Although in those early weeks, it felt like such a like such a bigger difference because I was like four weeks, barely had just found out. And so it was like all so tenuous. And is this is this really happening, at least in my head? And so now it's like, we're in the 20s, baby. Like this is, mm-hmm. these are real people coming. So, okay, to start the conversation, I have a feeling that our listener probably knows who you are because you're kind of a big deal around the internet with your... Female Entrepreneur Association and all, but let's set up the frame of reference for this conversation. So you're currently pregnant with number two, but you started, well, you started a couple businesses, but you started your current business before Casey was born. So tell me a little bit of background about your business journey to this point, whatever you feel is relevant. Um, well, so <laughs> where are we in? Um, so with the Female Entrepreneur Association, <clears throat> I started that in 2011 because I got so fed up with myself and fed up of keeping my dreams locked up inside, never seeing the light of day. (laughs) I just, yeah, I got to the point where I was utterly annoyed. And so decided that was finally time to get over my imposter syndrome and do it. Mm. And so, um, spent the past, what is it? 10, no, nine years. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, building this lovely online platform to just bring together women who are building businesses and they want to turn their ideas and dreams into a successful online business. And they just want to live a life that they really love and doing something that they, they love. Um, and it's just been an incredible journey. And I feel like I had a vision in my mind that I wanted to build a business that would help me to live the life of my dreams. And, um, a life that would enable me, you know, give me flexibility and give me control. And I say control, I just mean in the sense that if, when I, when I knew I was going to have children, that I would be able to decide how much time I want to take off. And Mm. I got to like determine all of that stuff. Um, which was quite handy then when I got around to having Casey. (laughs) Right. So you started FEA in 2011. When did the members club actually start? And was that always your idea? Like, okay, whenever I do monetize this, it's going to be a membership? Um, It's funny, actually. I'm looking at some papers that are on my desk that are designs I created back in 2011, I think. And it's basically the membership site just doesn't look as good because <laughs> 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 I was designing it by then. Um, so I think that there was always the vision to create a membership, but I think over the years I kind of like dipped in and out of that idea of that idea and I forgot about it. And then I remembered it and I forgot about it and I remembered it. Um, and in 2013, I finally got over my fear of creating something. I felt like a membership felt less daunting than trying to create a course because 
the idea of creating a course just freaked me out. Mm. And I liked the idea of being able to like further develop the community. And I felt like a membership would enable me to do that. And so I set myself the goal at the beginning of 2013 to launch the membership. It got to like October and the only thing I'd done is put out a survey. (laughs) And then I was like, oh gosh, like if I'm going to do this by the end of the year, I need to get on it. So that kind of like put a rocket up me. And I just started to think what is the minimum viable thing I could create to get this off the ground. So then in the November, I launched it. I didn't realize until a long time afterwards that I launched it the day before Thanksgiving because being from the UK, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, mm. but my audience are mostly in the States. <laughs> yeah. So that was an error, but um, it all works out. And yeah, I finally got it out there and just let it that evolve. Was in, that was in 2013? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I in my head, I feel like it always existed, but like that's around the time whenever we first started connecting because that's when Natasha reached out to do the feature in the yeah. magazine and stuff. Oh my gosh, dude, that makes it even more amazing what you've created. And I have to say, this is a plug, <laughs> but it's sincere because I was playing with visualizations and um, like recording my own blah, blah, blahs the other day. And I was like, well, Carrie's really good at this and she does it all the time. So let me go see. Surely there's a bundle in there. And I'm just saying what y'all have created and y'all meaning you leading the way plus your team over the years, plus all of the contributors who have added their expertise into this. Like it's literally a one-stop shop. I've seen so many programs and behind the scenes for various reasons, either because I purchased or I was a guest mentor or whatever, but like everything that you need to know is there in the members club, like literally everything. And it's, I'm just like, wow, I'm really in awe that it didn't even exist until 2013 slash 14. That's so cool. I mean, thousands and thousands of people going in there and it's literally everything. I don't even know how else to describe it. Y'all it's the most ridiculous value that you just want (laughs) to, it's just, it's, it's like curated Google for women entrepreneurs, like anything and everything that you would want. There's no excuses of like, but I don't know how to do it because there's somebody really smart and it's in a really beautiful, visually compelling (laughs) package. Like, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, so community, but yeah, that makes sense. And it's interesting you say membership felt less daunting because for so many of us, it's like the membership is what feels daunting because Mm -hmm. it's that constant creation and engagement and supporting people and all of that. So how have you liked it? And what, like, how have your thoughts on memberships shifted over the last seven, six, seven years as you've been growing it and shifting Uh, it and updating it and all that jazz? I honestly feel like it's the best decision I ever made. Like just from the perspective of having recurring revenue has been such a blessing because when there have been times, like say when I had Casey and I was on maternity leave, I wasn't working yet the business continued to generate recurring revenue. And there have been phases where we've gone through really tough patches where I've been so focused on operations and team and all that kind of stuff and not been marketing it. I've not been engaging with my audience. I've not been creating visibility and therefore all of that stuff has kind of plummeted. But the revenue stayed stayed consistent because mm-hmm. it's recurring revenue and like mm-hmm. yes obviously there are there are ups and downs with the revenue but it's not like it, it stayed at an amazing level and so I'm so honestly so grateful because I feel like if I had a course instead of a membership I don't know 
what last year would have looked like. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I really don't, cause like when I had Casey, I really didn't get back into the flow of work for a good eight to nine months. And even then it was a bit iffy. Yeah. So, um, so I, yeah, so for that reason, I, I'm so grateful to my past self for having the guts to start the membership site. Um, and I've really loved it just from the perspective of building the community. It's flexible. It's ever evolving. I get to play around with that. I get to change it. And I really enjoy it from that perspective. I think if it had been the same course that I was, I'd started in 2013, I can't, I mean, I suppose Marie Folio promotes, promotes B-School every year, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you reach a point where you just get really bored? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you do. And it's not even about being bored because I'm like, for example, with the course about copy, which I've retired, I say that I close the doors. I haven't ne- necessarily locked the doors. Like it's still online. I'm just not actively selling it. But it's like, it's one specific thing. If you're doing a course well, And there's a very clear objective of like, hey, when you take this course, this is what you're going to learn. This is what you're going to be able to do. Then it is limited in scope because it's supposed to be so that they know, have I actually done what I set out to do with it or whatever? Whereas the membership, as Stu McLaren calls it, the success path, it's like there's this ongoing journey plus that community element, you know, and there's the best of both too, where you could have a course that also then has an ongoing community yeah, and it all stems back to that. Cause even with the course about copy, it's something people would revisit over and over as their offers change, as their businesses change and go back through it multiple times. But as the course creator, it's like, but I want to talk about other stuff too. Yeah, (laughs) How can I squeeze this into the bonus library? (laughs) And that's what I ended up doing was just creating a massive bonus library of all kinds of other things. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I feel like for me, the membership model has been, has fitted really well. And I actually really enjoy showing up and serving those people consistently and being there to support them. I personally feel like it gives me a massive sense of fulfillment and, joy to do that and um and not everyone feels that some people feel really drained by it yeah um and and I understand why but I just I've never felt that way and um I think it's nice to be part of a community of like-minded people who are just the nicest people who genuinely have each other's backs it's I'm part of that like yes I'm the creator of it but I am part of it and it feels nice to be part of it and Mm. so I enjoy that I love that and I've heard you say it you know where you're like oh I wasn't really showing up now that I've been going live I just feel so much more connected and that's like where you're getting your spark and that's the divine breadcrumb of like okay that stuff that makes us feel sparky and alive and like oh this is what I'm meant to do then doing more of that will always lead us to the next right step as opposed to feeling like, oh no, we're at a certain point. I'm supposed to be inaccessible or I'm not, you know, people aren't supposed to be able to talk to me directly or whatever, which sounds so silly, but it's like a thing that people say or feel. Oh, hello, alarm clock to renew my PO box. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a thing that people, it's it's kind of a myth out there or the automation, but it's like, no, really what people want is more connection or some don't. And that's fine. But the key is what works for you. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk back more about when you had Casey. And I want to talk about your expectations before you had him and what you were doing to kind of prepare, if anything. And then what surprised you once he was here in terms of how you wanted to show up in business or didn't? So um, when I found out I was pregnant, I was also at a 
phase where I was transitioning into trying to figure out how I could scale the business. When I say scale the business, it was kind of a case of this thought of what got me here won't get me there. I need, I need operations. I need processes. I need better. I need to expand my team, like all that kind of stuff. And then when I knew, when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, great, it's the kick up the backside to get all this stuff in place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I began to work faster on trying to employ people. I remember I was in the States, in California, and I was employing my first ever full-time person Mm. and they were going to head up marketing and it was an 80,000 pound a year role. So what I did was probably like a hundred grand, hundred thousand dollars a year. And, um, I hired this person through a recruitment agency that cost an absolute arm and a leg. I think the recruitment fees were like 20,000 pounds. Oh wow. Yeah. And, um, I was, I did interviews, I think with three people and I interviewed this guy and I knew in my gut that it was no way in a million years, the right fit, but totally ignored that (laughs) and went ahead even though I was in the States I never even met this person and um yeah it was absolute disaster just didn't work out and it was an emotional roller coaster because firing somebody who you have employed full-time is absolutely the just so awful. Um, like I remember crying on my floor after having that conversation with him. Mm. Um, and, um, so, and so I pushed forward and I was really working to try and like get things in place and to get myself to a situation where the business was taken care of. The business was actually taken care of without the full-time people. Um, and I, I actually had Jess on the team at the time she was amazing. And she, when I was actually on maternity leave, she really helped take care of things. And she really helped me to feel like everything was fine and she had it. And she, you know, the members club was going to be taken care of and she could show up for the live sessions and step into that for the live sessions for me. And she really helped me to feel good about things. But I mean, I hired other full-time people in the run-up to having Casey, I hired a, um, a personal an executive assistant and that did not work out in any way whatsoever either (laughs) um and so yeah I made a lot of mistakes I joined a mastermind um when did I join the mastermind was it I think it was maybe before I had Casey um so I was doing all sorts trying to figure out like how I could get things in place um and I knew that I wanted to take off like three months so he was due well he was due the middle of October and I knew for sure that I didn't want to go back and do anything until at least the new year mm-hmm. um, but it was my dad's birthday in January at the end of January we were all going away as a family and so I thought realistically it would probably be after that that I started to get a lot more focused with work again mm-hmm. so that's like a three-month period um so I was preparing myself to be able to step out of the business so I had to like batch create content and um um we just made sure that like all the master classes for the members club were taken care of and like Jess was taking over the live sessions for me um and just kind of getting things in place so that I was able to actually take a step back yeah um which was was I'm really glad that I did that because then when Casey came along I it was weird it was like a um 
I one on the one hand I didn't want to do any work I just wanted to sit on the sofa or sit with him <laughs> cuddling him but at the same time I felt guilty for not working mm-hmm. so it was kind of like this trap <laughs> you yeah. can't win either way right. um and I remember I definitely felt those pangs of guilt but I, remember, I don't know whether it was you actually I think it probably was you who said to me something about like you need to you've just created and built a right <laughs> yeah. to give yourself permission to just like chill out and enjoy this and it's like and people said about how it goes so fast like stop giving yourself such a hard time and just enjoy every moment that you can um and so that really helped me to stop beating myself up and just enjoy it and to let go of trying to do all the things um yeah because this was what this was 2018 yeah, at the end of 2018. Yeah, and then Diki had been born at the end of 2015. So I was talking, I was like, look, if I could go back and tell myself after I had Deacon, because, you know, I already had Bryson when I started the business. So he was my first, like, okay, now I have a business and sure, I'm just going to hop right back into it. I was like, if I could go back and tell myself, because everybody was like, it's fine, just take the time off. Don't be so, because I had these workshops I had pre-sold that <clears throat> I was having a hard time mustering the creative energy shocker with a newborn and a three-year-old and a deployed husband under the sea. <laughs> like for some uh-huh. reason I thought I was going to create these workshops and I was so shoddy and shamey and guilty all over myself. And everybody was like, you just had a baby. You know, like when you, uh-huh. when you zoom out, my dad always talks about like this strand of life, you know, if it was like a timeline or a string of life, it's like what's happening here is impacting everything forevermore. And that was a huge major life thing. But in our heads, we're like, well, yeah, but like, I can still do this, <laughs> you know, yeah. like maybe for like normal people or something, but this is my identity. And so much of it was about the work beforehand that it is, it's a shift in values. It's a major, it's like a tectonic plate shifting in your identity to figure out, oh, what does this look like now that I also have this whole new person that I love and do want to spend time with, but that other part of me isn't gone. So if I don't yeah. pay attention to it, is it completely going to disappear or what? So I think it's crazy as well. I was looking back not that long ago on like stats and like revenue and everything. And January, 2019, we had our most successful revenue month to date at that point. Oh, wow. And at the same time, I felt really detached from every the business. I felt really uninspired about the business and I felt really guilty that I wasn't working in the business. And I think, bloody hell, if I could just go back to that time and acknowledge <laughs> the fact that we had our most successful revenue month ever and I had a business and I had a baby, I wasn't in the business for like that previous, you know, month and a half, two month period. Yeah. Like, no, sorry. No, it was over two months, wasn't it? Two and a half months, really. I hadn't been in the business. And I was. And I wish I'd just been like, accepted it for what it was and just been happy rather than finding the one thing to be unhappy about. <laughs> totally. And that's like life, you know, where it's like, yeah. oh, you know, whatever it was, however you were feeling in your body at a given time, but you were being really hard on yourself. And I'm saying you, but like collective you. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, I looked great. I felt great. And so I feel great now, you know, like acknowledging that and bringing those lessons and then bringing them back into now is the really powerful thing because otherwise we're always like the grass is always greener, but it should have yeah. been this or it could have been yeah. that instead of being like, oh, wow, actually this is pretty cool. What I have yeah. going on exactly right now. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's exactly. pretty amazing. So then what was it? Like you said, eight to nine months, what shifted when you started to feel sparky again or were you just like, okay, I'm done already? Um, 
I remember one time sitting on the sofa and making a video with Casey and like desperately trying to get back into it. (laughs) But I honestly felt I was trying to be my normal inspired self. And I absolutely was not, uh, I was just, it was not feeling it in any way. So I put that video out there and then didn't really put much else out there. Um, for me, like one of the biggest struggles was cause I post out stuff that is off the moment. So like even the inspirational quotes I'm posting out, like I don't post stuff out that I don't truly believe in. But when at that time, all I wanted to post out was pictures of Casey and I wanted to tell people about the mum stuff that I was doing. Like yeah. I didn't, I wasn't looking at inspirational business stuff. Like that wasn't where my head was at. So I felt like a fraud posting that stuff out. So I just mm-hmm. physically couldn't post it out. Yeah. So, and then when I started to try and create videos, I just felt like I was forcing it. And to be honest, actually, I think at the end of the day, I just pushed my way back into it. So around eight months, I'd hired a videographer to come on board full time. And so then that kind of forced me to like get back into creating, um, like creating video content and thinking Mm -hmm. about what video content I was going to put together. Um, and at the, at first it just felt really a a bit stiff but then as I went I kind of got into it more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and then one day I was just like ah I feel like I'm back in this now and I've got back into the flow and and then I quickly realized I was actually working really really hard and spending hardly any time with Casey (laughs) so I felt like it had like flipped right um (laughs) <laughs> which I but think is I, normal. I mean, cause that's how we figure it out. It's like the pendulum swings one way than the other. And then the swings ideally just get a little less extreme until we kind yeah. of find our little sweet spot and it's always going to be back and forth, but at least yeah. it's not so dramatic <laughs> than that initial shift. Yeah. I think for a while I went through a phase of having Casey days. So I think Wednesdays and Fridays were my Casey days when I was just blocked off and they were the days that I was just dedicated to Casey. Yeah. And it was nice having that. But then so much has happened, like the team really expanded. And then recently I've just completely scaled back. I had this overwhelming feeling that I needed to get back into the heart and soul of the business and show up for my audience more and to start creating content more intuitively and just really get back into the nitty gritty of it. Cause I felt so detached from it all. And so in doing that, I've felt like I've been busier than ever, but I feel like it's, it's really important step to take to, keep the business in a really good place and to feel good. Cause obviously now I'm preparing the business for baby number two, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm in a bit of a weird situation because this time, instead of hiring more people to help, I've been getting rid of people. <laughs> yeah. So I've been taking on like more and more stuff, but at the same time, I feel mentally in a better place now than I was back then. Cause I feel more abundant. I feel like I can do this and it can be easy. I feel like I can give myself permission to recognize the amazing situation that I actually am in from all these years of hard work yeah. and make it work for me in the best way possible. So, um, so yeah, there's stuff definitely that I need to like, I am working really hard right now to prepare for that, but, um, yeah, it's definitely a different feeling this time around than where I was at last time. And you just know, like you have an awareness of, of how many different ways it can go because you know what it feels like to be like, "Mm, 
I don't actually want to do any of this. And that I can only imagine when you're going from no kids to having one, you know, and putting on the mom badge, like that's a really big shift. And so at least, you know, I already had the mom badge, <laughs> like, so I already had that perspective and experience. So that's a really big thing to go from no kids to one. And then this time you're like, okay, I know it could go that way again, where I'm like, nope, just want to focus on this little one and and have those days blocked off. Or you might be like, okay, cool. Welcome to the party. And you just bring this little <laughs> one into the fold and y'all already have your routines established. So in anywhere in between, but now you have the perspective and the lived cellular experience of what it can feel like. So you can plan those contingency plans with more confidence, knowing you'll handle it, like whatever yeah. comes up. Yeah, exactly. So with the systems and operations and all the stuff you were trying to do when you were pregnant with Casey, like how much of that really got done? And then at the end of the day, because that's the thing I also want people who are either considering starting a family or maybe they're pregnant like us right now thinking, oh, poop, what am I going to do? How's this going to happen? I need to have all these ducks in a row. I like to just highlight that it doesn't always have to be everything's wrapped up in a pretty bow or else. You know, it's like the best laid plan. Sometimes it happens and that's great. And then other times it's a whole lot less predictable and you figure it out as you go. So how much of that initial planning actually wound up being done before he got here? Well, I feel like I was in a really fortunate position because I'd been working so hard for so many years on the membership and it was a recurring revenue model. And I had great team in place where I, I really wasn't and I still, I'm not to this day, I'm not really involved in the creation side that goes into the membership. Like, yes, every year we have a planning session and we plan out the type of masterclasses we want to create. We collectively brainstorm experts that we can bring in and we collectively, like I'm involved in planning it out, but I'm not involved in the then that process that follows on from that, where it's like reaching out to experts, talking to experts, getting experts to create the content, getting the masterclasses created, getting all the, all the content for the month created, supporting the members being that, you know, I'm not involved in that. Like I show up and do my lives in the Facebook group and the live sessions, which when I was on maternity leave and preparing for that, that's why I got Jess, who was on the team. She took over from me and she became very visible in those sessions leading up to me being off. So the members knew Jess so well, they connected with her. So her taking over from me felt really good and really natural. And the members trusted her to do mm-hmm. a great job. Um, Shout out to Jess. She might be listening. <laughs> I know. I know. Hi, I've been to her about coming back actually to help me on with this one. That's awesome. Um, I'll so, never forget our conversation where I, th- I think you were pregnant or wait, no, maybe you weren't. It was probably during the book launch extravaganza, but it was at the very end where she was um, fielding the questions that were coming in from the Zoom and the Facebook chat. And then she was like, wait, Nikki, one last question. What's your favorite book on motherhood and entrepreneurship? And I said, I felt like it was a divine dinner roll to the face. Like forget the breadcrumbs. She just threw the whole basket at me. I was like, <laughs> dang it. It's the one I've yet to write. So I feel good. I feel good that I'm, I'm at least in progress of writing that book now, but yeah. that's such a beautiful thing. And I just love that you're sharing it because kept uh, the way Kelly Roach describes it is engineering the celebrity of your team and really elevating the people because like you said, the members at the time when Jess was on the team, they knew her, they felt comfortable with her. She'd been showing up with the live calls. So it was a natural evolution for her to step in while you were stepping out and stepping in with Casey and all of that. And so it's really important and so valuable and such a beautiful way to have partnership with other entrepreneurs, air quotes, you know, who can really step up and lead 
yeah. even if you're not the one that's leading 100%. it. So, so yeah. yeah. So I think doing that, and then obviously, like I said, I got my batch, I batch created a lot of content so that that could be ready to go out. So then all the emails were set up. So my, that, I mean, to be fair, I did reach a point where I ran out of content and then I thought I would be back in the game by then. And I really wasn't. So then I kind of fell off the bandwagon with it all. But, um, I had created a lot of breathing room for that stuff to continue on. Um, yeah. And that's so, when I was like, dude, you've been creating weekly content uh-huh. for like five, seven, however many years. And I'm pretty yeah. sure even your biggest fan forgot something along the way. <laughs> so it's okay to recycle and repurpose that ish because you are one of the most consistently visible people that I've ever seen on the internet here. So there's like a gold mine of all kinds of stuff that people can find inside and outside the members club. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um, but Thank you for acknowledging um, I, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seating that point. <laughs> yeah. But, so, but anyway, I am feel like I really had got myself in a good position and I'm truly grateful for all the hard work I put in in the past to get to the point that I was at when I had Casey. Yeah. It was really, it was actually really epic to think I have done this. I have created this. Like money is flowing in. I have an amazing team of people who are supporting this and keeping this going. And I get to enjoy spending time with my baby and know that we're all taken care of. And Mm -hmm. don't, I mean, like I said, there were moments of guilt and all those other kind of crazy thoughts, but the bottom line was, I knew it was, I knew we were taken care of. Yeah. And that was so nice. That's a beautiful, just that little clip right there of such an affirmation of like money is flowing in, we're all taken care of. I get to take this time with my baby. Like anybody who is currently in business-ing mode, baby-proofing mode, like that's a beautiful affirmation because it's just like, no matter what, we can be taken care of. Like even if you haven't been building a membership for all these years or whatever it is, like if you still have the time and presence of mind to even just believe it and then make it happen, <laughs> just make it true yeah. at whatever point you do. It's just a beautiful thing to get into your mind. Okay. So that actually brings me to what we were kind of talking about earlier with visualizations and things, because I love you recently did a live stream with your dad <laughs> in the group. And I we're both very, very blessed to have amazing dads that are super, super supportive and encouraging. My dad was always like, go and grow, you know, and just encouraging me to go after whatever was inspiring me. And your dad taught you a lot of personal development lessons and exposed you and your siblings to this kind of stuff early on. So what are some of your favorite practices mindset wise? Because this is something you love and Mm -hmm. I love to hear you talk about it. Lots of people Mm -hmm. love to hear you talk about it. So spill some of those favorite exercises or tools or things that you do for like mindset hygiene. Definitely visualization. Just because I feel like we all have the ability to transcend our reality at any given moment to experience something better. And I think that's so powerful. Um, And so I visualize things I want to make happen. I visualize feeling good. I visualize um, all sorts. Like, I mean, my dad was the first person who kind of taught me about deciding what you want, dreaming big and visualizing. And I remember even as a kid, as a teenager, I created my first goal folder and (laughs) had a bottle of perfume in there of how I wanted my life to smell when I was successful. (laughs) (laughs) I get it out and sniff the bottle like a weirdo. (laughs) That is amazing. Do you have that perfume now? 
I literally, I can see the golf folder from here and the bottle of perfume is still in it. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. You need to post it on Instagram. It's really annoying because I don't actually make the perfume anymore. And I've got a bottle that's got- How's um, my life supposed to smell like this, guys? If you know, right? They, I've got like half a bottle of, of a different one left that's in my um, in my bathroom and every now and again I put it on I'm like this kind of stinks a little bit because it's so old it's gone off <laughs> and I'm like I can't use it all up though this is all I've got left of this because <laughs> the one that's in the golf folder is now empty there's nothing in it anymore um but um oh that's amazing the smell of success but though I think it's powerful smells are so powerful like yeah smell of sunscreen or whatever right takes you to feeling relaxed feeling on the beach and feeling or you know happy and so for me it's kind of creating like it's like that quote uh, that it's like you first create reality within to create it on the outside and I think that it's so powerful and it's so true if we want to live the life of our dreams then we have to start building that dream internally and start experiencing it and feeling it like it's ours and um so that's why I spend a lot of my time doing just faffing around dreaming (laughs) (laughs) well it seems to be working yeah (laughs) it seems to be working because you I mean you do like you work so hard you do the things you you take the actions you hire amazing people also who can help you like I mean well, let's talk about the in-person office. What's happening with the in-person office right now? Because that was that was a new thing. And then obviously now quarantine pandemic time, like what's happening with that over there? Because you were talking about it and then it was just like, bam, this is happening. Yeah, so... Um uh, yeah, we, the office was like a really scary decision because having a virtual business for so many years and then transitioning into a physical space was crazy. And, um, it kind of was weird because we were in there for a whole two weeks and then lockdown happened. And I was like, is the universe sending me a sign that I should right. never have opened an office? Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, I did go back there like a, probably a month or so ago now and I needed to pick, I'd left um, my planner there. So I went to go and get it. And when I went in there, I was like, oh, I miss you office. It's so <laughs> nice. It's nice to have that workspace. Um, yeah. and, um, yeah, that was, it was, I actually really enjoyed it. It, phys- it physically gave me space. Um, so I, it, it, at the office, I have my own office and I have this pink chair in the corner and I, and it, it, I've got glass doors that go into my office, but my pink chair is like hidden so that no one can look in and see me. And I can sit <laughs> in that chair and then I've, I do like my meditation in it. So when I would get to the office, um, I would go into into the room and then I would sit in that pink chair and I'd do a meditation for like 20 minutes and hope that like no one would come into the room. <laughs> Be like, what the hell are you doing? Are you asleep? <laughs> Look guys, visualization is important. So when you do it, do you listen to, at this point, do you still listen to something or are you just kind of free flow in your mind whenever you're doing visualizations and stuff? Well, I, so I do I meditate. I've got this thing called a Muse headband, which is really cool. It's like this headband that tracks your brain waves. So Ooh. when you're really relaxed, you hear the birds tweeting. And when your thoughts are like going crazy and all over the place, the thunder and the lightning rolls in and it's like a storm. Oh. So it's like, it's you hear it and you're like, oh my gosh, right. I need to get back to the birds tweeting. Um, so it's pretty cool. And it's because it kind of comes with an app on your phone and you've got your headband. I'm really consistent with using it. So the whole idea of that is that you close your eyes and you focus on your breath. So that has been amazing. I have really enjoyed using that got it for Christmas. Um, the visualization side of things is a bit different because I mean, I could be sat, sat at my desk 
and I can just start visualizing and start thinking about something. So with my visualizations, what I find really helpful is actually going on YouTube and watching videos around like abundance and um, like Abraham Hicks stuff and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that makes me, it gets me into a place where I believe that anything is possible and I feel abundant and I feel like I need to connect with the energy of like the universe to become the magnet that I am. And, and like when I listen to things, so for example, I was listening to one the other day and she was like saying, you know, just say to yourself, thank you for guiding me. Thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for helping me to become the magnet for success I want to be. Thank you for allowing abundance to flow to me. And thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for showing me the way. Thank you for being there for me. And you just basically say these words over and over and over again. Mm. So listening to that, then I started to incorporate that into my visualizations and how I was feeling and just um, connecting with a sense of feeling like abundance is flowing to me and I feel good and I feel, I feel like, like so much is possible and that excited, inspired feeling. Yeah. So for me, that's so linked to visualization because for me, visualization isn't just closing your eyes and visualizing something. It's feeling something. That's where the power is. Mm. It's like, it's the whole concept of transcending reality to experience something right now in this moment. And I, I mean, obviously like science backs up the power of visualization and you only have to look at like athletes and like Muhammad Ali had his, he used to call it his future history. And so many people, great people talk about how they visualize. Um, and so I just think it's a really like powerful tool that you can literally tap into even if you just sat on the loo. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere, anytime, nobody exactly, can take it right? from you. Exactly. Well, I love hearing you talk about it. I remember at some point, and when I was going back through the members club to find, I was like, before I ask Carrie how she picks music, I'm going to go see in the members club. I'm pretty sure she's talked about it somewhere. But I remember somewhere you said something. And then I remember seeing everybody's comments like blowing up. And I was like, okay, raise your hand if you want Carrie to create a visualization bundle. <laughs> because... It just, it's cool to hear about it from somebody who's actually been using it. I mean, a lot of us aren't exposed to these ideas or concept, or I wasn't really until late twenties, you know, when I started my business. So it's so cool that this is how you've been, you know, like since a kid, since you were a kid. And I love being able to share these nuggets with my kids too, because I'm like, guys, these are really cool. Like tapping, visualizing, getting clear on what they want to create, honoring their highest values, that kind of stuff. Like it's just so powerful to have that awareness and to have the yeah. tools and also to hear and see somebody who hashtag both sides. I call it practical woo, where it's like you have all these tools, you understand the power of your energy and your thoughts and your focus. And also you're not afraid of rolling up your sleeves and getting in there and doing the work to actually make it happen. Cause you know, both are necessary. And yeah. there's a quote I'm probably going to mess it up right now where uh, D Martini and he talks about like spirit without matter is motionless and matter without spirit is meaningless. And it's like, it takes both, you know, it's like, it's about the thoughts and the vision and about the action and putting yeah. in the effort, you know? So Definitely. yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. 
I love your guts. I'm really excited. I'm glad that we get to experience this leg of parenthood together. And I, I, I mean, I have my theories about what's what's about to happen and who's about to, <laughs> to show up over there in your household. But I'm really, I'm just so grateful that we get to be on this whole journey together, specifically this part and chapter, but really the whole thing. Because yeah. I'm grateful to you for all the work that you're doing and that you did get over yourself in 2011 to start creating space for women building businesses to be able to show up in such a powerful, supportive, collaborative way. It's a beautiful thing that you've created. Oh, thank you. I know it's been so fun being on this journey with you. I'm glad our paths crossed in 2013. Me too. Thanks, Natasha. Yeah. Shout out to Natasha. Okay. Is there anything we haven't covered? Any parting words, wisdom, or just whatever you would want to share that we haven't talked about with our fellow Naptime Empire Builder? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like, especially for people who are thinking about having children or, you know, and with having a business, like I see so many people who actually their business isn't in like a really successful place and they're kind of at a really early stage and they're also having a baby. Mm-hmm. And I see so many people's who, people who like Michelle on my team, when she had a baby literally like a few weeks before I had Casey yeah. and she was so inspired and she was working and after she had Noah and she was just on fire. And I was like, wow, like it was so inspiring to actually see. Yeah. And then a part of me was like, why am I not like that? Right. <laughs> but, um, but I just think like everyone's journey is so different. And like what we talked about, you have to just honor how you feel and where you're at and give yourself the grace to just enjoy the whole adventure. Um, I feel like I just need to actually remind myself of that as I go into the baby number two. <laughs> Good thing we're recording. Right? <laughs> I'll just send you a little clip and send it yeah. right back. Um, cue the ambulance noises. Okay. And I'll put all the links to everything in the show notes, but just so you can tell us in audio form, where are the best places to find you in the members club and FEA online? Um, probably on Instagram at I am Carrie Green or at Female Entrepreneur Association and the website femaleentrepreneurassociation.com. It's just a really long-winded, ridiculous <laughs> thing to spell out. But, um, that's where I am. Um, yeah. And then we've got our free Facebook group, which is She Means Business Group. So yes. yeah, that's where we hang out. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we didn't even talk about the book, She Means Business, the book and the oh, podcast yeah. and all of these other things. Okay. But we will link to them all because... Yeah, we will just, maybe if I'm still recording the podcast, we'll record part two where we're like, okay, they're here. Here's what happened. (laughs) Here's what's going down. Now that we have these little little people out in the world, that'll be fun. And we'll laugh at ourselves like, oh, that was so cute. Or hey, they were pretty on track. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. I love you, friend. Thank you so much for sharing all this goodness. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah. Okay, your homework for this episode, if you're up for it. If it's been a while or forever since you gave visualization a try, I wanna challenge you to do it. She's got some free downloads on her site. I've linked one here in the show notes. You can find lots on YouTube as well, and I'll be creating some in the future for us too. But I would love for you to just give it a try. It can be it can be a game-changing tool. Maybe it'll resonate, maybe it won't, but just give it a try. Of course, I would always invite you to share your favorite takeaway, a screenshot, tag us in your Instagram story. She's I am Carrie Green and I'm Nikki Elledge Brown. And if you haven't yet, I would so appreciate it if you take a second to leave a rating and review while you're here listening in your favorite podcasting app. 
All right, that's all for now. Catch you next time. This show may be over, but the conversation is just beginning. Head on over to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so you can join my free... Wait, did I say free? I'm in priceless, rapidly growing community of Naptime Empire Builders for deeper discussions, behind-the-scenes scoop, and of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you. naptimeempires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Good job, buddy.